Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. and brews you popping one Derek there it is let's go today we're joined by John Sheeran am I saying that right I feel like I'm always screwing people's names up you are absolutely saying that right my good sir that was a technical difficulty there we go all righty guys <laughs> John Sheeran from Cincy Jungle and uh Bengals OBI um very knowledgeable guy i was gonna put handsome but you know i'll let you guys judge that for yourself yeah very, <laughs> very subjective you know yeah i didn't we, want to pump him up too much i was so. gonna say we've already heard that he was the what was it the the most talented uh Bengals beat writer in the history of, of beat writing or something like that from the live show friday well i mean you know you, you, you grow so many contacts and you end up starting to like pay some of these guys to compliment you <laughs> so like you know you know you got a lot of haters out there so you gotta feel good sometimes yeah Hey, let's just start off with what are we drinking tonight, guys? I am, speaking of paying people, this is a shotgun wedding. You can see the Ooh, nice... That's an uh, interesting name. Yeah, it's uh, Country Boy Brewing. Brown <laughs> Ale Aged on Vanilla Beans. It's freaking really good. But it's no. uh, Georgetown, Kentucky. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that area. Well, or not. yeah, that's the old uh, where they used to practice. Yeah, I yeah. went there a few times. They, they used yep. to do all kinds of autographs and stuff when they practiced there. Mm-hmm. All right, how about you, John? Well, just just on the subject of Georgetown, I have this picture here. This is like me right here when I'm like 11 or something. Yeah. Oh wow! My, my two best friends. This is Roy Williams. This is like 2009 training camp at down in Georgetown. It's one of the many pictures that we got down there. But that was See? when. I couldn't um, drink legally alcohol, but now I got um, we got Iron Maiden Brewdog Hellcat, like a Indian Pale Lager. I don't know. I was, I was looking for an aesthetic for tonight, and I figured yeah, Iron Maiden probably fits the bill. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dale, what you got on? I've got this ice cold <laughs> Miller Lite brewed by Anheuser Busch. Shout out Miller Lite. I'm still waiting on you to DM me. I've been waiting. It's been a while, but the DMs are still open. So, yep. Anytime. <laughs> I was gonna say, Who's I'm watching the to... Kentucky Derby? So we got some Kentucky Derby and Bengals and Brews. So might lose some audience to the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, should I should I uh, should I drink my beer with my pinky out like this while we're while we're talking Kentucky Kentucky bourbon or bur- see? I'm always thinking about bourbon <laughs> Kentucky Derby. Sure. Whatever you want to do. I need I, a I need a one of those big hats. Do, do men wear the big hats too, or is that just the women? 
I think anything goes down there, to be yeah, honest okay. with you. It's a free-for-all, I'm pretty sure. All right, <laughs> we don't have a lot of Bengals news coming off the draft, but we will try to recap some things before we just break into chaos. We've, we're starting off almost chaotic right away, so that could be an interesting night. Um, yeah. Schedule release, this coming Thursday, May 12th. So how many primetime games do you guys think we'll get? And which ones may be home and away? I've kind of got the schedule up here, or like the teams we play. In case you guys don't know, I can read those off if you want me to. No, it's it's technically this coming Thursday, right? Because you're cutting out, brother. Like all week. Yeah. Fix your Wi-Fi, Derek. All right, I'll ask you first, John. Yeah, so they have the Bills and the Chiefs at home, I believe. And Correct. obviously play the Browns both times. They play the, the Cowboys at Dallas, um, and they play at Tampa Bay. So I think general consensus right now is that it's going to be about five primetime games. That's about the average that a team that just went to the Super Bowl plays, and those are like the five most likely teams that they're going to face that's the, the those are the teams that people want to see them play just to see if they can repeat that success i, I would say for sure a browns primetime game that's usually like a lock for like a thursday night um this is going to be like maybe the only time burrow's ever going to play brady like i would lock that in now as well yeah that one has to be right and then i'm sure they're going to want to get the, the chiefs rematch as well so those are like my uh, i would lock in those three and then lo- likely the bills just because that's a that's a marquee AFC matchup. And then you could have some, like maybe a Steelers or Ravens game as well. Yeah. Another one that I don't think you mentioned there was the saints. Mm. So going back to new right. Orleans, I could see that as another one that, uh, that they might want to put on in a primetime spot. Um, Derek, do you have thoughts? Are you back with us now? Am I back? Can everybody hear me? All right. Yeah. Got yeah. You. Okay. Yeah. I, I shut the internet off on my phone. Hopefully that, hopefully that pans out, but yeah, I was just I was going to say I think are they um, are they doing an announcing each week or something like or each day? They I don't know how they do it. I know they have a show at like eight o'clock, but that when Thursday comes around, you'll start seeing leaks. Like yeah. there's usually leaks all day long Thursday. I just I thought I heard somewhere where Amazon was going to announce a couple of their games and and on like Tuesday or Wednesday and and CBS and Fox and all these guys were going to just announce a few of them here and there throughout the week, but I could be wrong on that. Maybe it's, maybe it's throughout the day Thursday is what they're going to do, but. Yeah. I think like each network gets a day to reveal like some of like their best matchups or whatever. But I mean, we are like very rapidly approaching it to be like a Broadway festival or like a musical of the schedule release. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm not really looking forward to that. I just want <laughs> Like ten years ago, it's just like here, here's the schedule. You know, this is what yeah, it is. Exactly, like, it's just a way for like them you'll to, have. Yeah, I was going to say you'll have a uh, uh, who day riding around on his go kart talking about each and every you know game of the week or whatever. But I, I honestly, I'm kind of excited about it because how many do you I think? Mean, do you ever any, do you ever answer any of the questions I ask, or you just make your own <laughs> questions? How many do I think? Yeah. Five. I I think it honestly five. Now there there's a cap on it, right? Five or six. I, I think it's I, six games. I think you're you're have a max of six games, but I I could be wrong on that. I feel like Dallas on Sunday Night Football ten times a year though. <laughs> it feels <laughs> like it, but yeah. I just remember hearing that with the Chiefs because uh, where we played them late in the year, a lot of people thought that one might get flexed, and 
the Chiefs were kind of like up against they had already been on so many times. And that's the first time I had heard about it. So I don't know. We'll have to, I'll have to look into it more. Um, I think it's something like you can have up to six games and you can also get flexed into like one or two. I can't remember the exact amount. But, yeah, I think – now the difference is I don't think you will see very many Bengals one o'clock games this year you know i think we'll have that that prime slot maybe it won't necessarily be thursday night monday night sunday night but you'll have sunday at 405 or 425 or whatever so i think all in all we might have eight or nine games that are that are not one o'clock and then have the other seven or eight or whatever they are well if the if the saints is not a prime time game that'll probably be a four o'clock game yeah i I would imagine well like like Primetime is, ahead, you know, sorry. The primetime is usually just like it's um, that word is for like night games, but the 425 game on CBS when like every other game is like done, that's basically like the entire country's watching that point. So, yeah, yeah. And, and I that, personally love those games because you know, you can go to the bar after and have a few more drinks and and you know, enjoy the night a little more. At you know, normally after the night games, we're, I mean. Dale, I remember you after the after the uh, the Raiders game. <laughs> you were ready to go to bed almost immediately after, and I drug your ass out. But dude, it was like one o'clock. You did immediately after my ass. We stayed and tailgated in the parking lot till there was no one there but the homeless guy who chased our vehicle. Yeah, yeah. That was, remember that? Was that? Fun. Yeah, that it was, was not fun. fun. It wasn't fun for Sarah. She was terrified. She was driving. <laughs> Cutting out again, buddy. All right, John, let's get into a little draft. We're going to have Derek in and out here. Uh, <laughs> I, you've probably went over the draft so many times, and I've went over the draft so many times, but but we'll just try to recap it quickly. So, Dax Hill, I thought best player available. What was your thoughts? 100%. Um, I think when it came down to that, like you had Kyler Gordon still there. Other than that, there wasn't like an obvious choice, I, I think. And I think Dax Hill was still a little surprising just because I, I don't know if you just got like a good sense that they were actually targeting a safety early. And I don't think that they were necessarily expecting it. Like from what we've read about what Andrew Johnson, one of the scouts who has like been eyeing Dax Hill for a year now because he grew up in Ann Arbor and he's been he's been up there multiple times to see him. I think he was on record for saying that he was not expecting him to be there at all. And it was just a situation where the board fell a certain way. He just happened to be the one like exception, like this guy standing out on our board and we can't possibly pass him up. But also it's not like it's a complete like random position. There was talk about, you know, maybe they take a safety early for a contingency plan in case Bates and or bell aren't back. And he's definitely the case there, but I think you're very comfortable going forward with Dax Hill as one of your starters in 2023 and beyond and a guy that can play 400, 500 snaps this year easily in multiple roles. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you. I don't think they set out to say, okay, we're targeting these safeties. But it's like, oh, man, Dax Hill is cl- clear, far and above everyone else on our board at this point. I think they would have taken Karloftis from everything I've heard and everything everyone said. And that was kind of my guy, you know, that I let get excited about for a few days. But but. Dax Hill still being available was a great consolation prize and he's going to be a great player and he's going to be a great player right away. Cause crazy uncle Lou's going to have all kinds of schemes <laughs> for him. Yeah, it's I, I'm so Carl Loftus got a lot of buzz, at least with the Bengals community late in the process when it was rumored that he was going to fall in fall that, that he did the chiefs picked him up. 
I don't know if it's just like the the propaganda that we hear right after the draft, like, oh, we've been eyeing this guy for so long, and Dax Hill was that was this high on our board. Like, I don't know if it's just that, but it also could just be the point that we're like, maybe Dax Hill was also higher on their board than Carl Optus. And Carl Optus checked a lot of the boxes from our perspective on what they would look at, but we don't and we won't ever really know where Carl Optus was on the God, board. God, I've said that so many times. I'm like, I wish even if it was like five years later, ten yeah. years later, that I could get like their board somehow. Like so like it, it makes a lot of sense if Carl Optus were, were there that they would pick him. But at this point, I, I don't know if it would have been like a slam dunk like they would have absolutely have done it. Cause I think everything that they've said about Dax Hill and what he can do, I think that he might have been the pick regardless yeah and we know andrew johnson if he had any say he would have definitely yeah. been standing on the table for dax hill 100 and Derek got to call the dax hill pick so now that he's trying to come back and test yeah. the internet here I, we'll you guys were all up. you guys were talking about dax and i'm like man if i don't even get to talk about this pick, <laughs> i was i was absolutely hyped for it that was one guy that i was i mean even Two three months ago, we we when we first started the Bengals and Brews podcast, you said his was, name every time. You at least I, I, mentioned yeah. it every time. I was and draft. honestly, it all started with uh, with Joe Marino from from the uh, the Draft Network, and yeah. he he really turned me on to him when they were they did a uh, a mock draft and they were talking about him, talking about how versatile he was, and I'm like, that's that's what we need, and and I just I I saw it from from day one. <laughs> Our, our buddy Santori here from Rally Around the Night. He's telling you to put a shirt on, Derek. The, the skeleton has <laughs> one because he doesn't have the he doesn't have the muscles that Derek has. Yeah, see, I don't and, know about and just that, for everyone that hey. just so you know, Derek's been hitting the gym hard. So show show him, <laughs> give us a flex, Derek. Give a hey, flex for there. You people. go, there you go. No, this right here. So I I'm I'm a big fan of these these kind of tops and stuff That's like dope. that. You know the. Um, and I, I looked around, looked around. And I'm like, man, I can't find anybody to make these. And a friend of ours, um, does a lot of shirts and, and makes some stuff like that. So if you want a Bengals and Brews, uh, what do you call these things? Brawl top, tank top. or tank, yeah, top, tank or, top, yeah, something like that. If you want one of those, hit me up and I, I can get, get a hold no, of it. No, it's uh, literally called a tank top, not something like that. It's literally, <laughs> called a- <laughs> but yeah, definitely hit me up and I'll, I, I can, uh, get some of these made for everybody for sure um all right i was going to say i was going to say sun's out guns out but it's fucking cold out there (laughs) it's literally terrible right now but so Derek loves to puff on himself because he predicted exhale so we get on that love um i'll puff on myself i predicted cam taylor Britt on the Iceman's show so um i give myself a pat on the back for that one um, it just seemed like it made sense. I was hoping McCreary would maybe fall from Auburn. I liked him a little more than Taylor Britt, but you can't complain. Yeah. He's a captain, Nebraska. You had that connection. Just it made a lot of sense. Surprised they traded up, but you didn't give up much to trade up three spots. What's your thoughts on that, Cam Taylor Britt pick? McCreary really stood out to me too in the process, but like hearing everything or just seeing what their class was, like they definitely have certain types in terms of uh, physical traits that you look for, and McCreary with his 28 inch arms probably wasn't going to get the nod over Taylor Brib with his prototypical length and frame. Um, the, the Nebraska connection probably didn't hurt either, but I think you're, you're right. Like at, at that point in the draft, when a lot of the cornerbacks were off the board, you were looking at him, maybe Martin Emerson, but he's more of a project too. Um, like they, they clearly wanted a cornerback early to compete with Eli Apple. And he was probably the best one left. And 
I think we just look at it and say, oh, yeah, they just gave up a late six-round pick. It's nothing. And I don't believe that's that's how Duke Tobin looks at it. They don't ever yeah. trade up. They rarely do. And when they do, it has never been for good results. You can look at their history for trading up, and it's a lot of bad names. So it's definitely not something that they like to do, regardless if they give up like the 200th pick in the draft or whatever that, that they ended up doing. But I think they deemed it was worth it because – of the state of the roster overall, they didn't need eight draft picks necessarily, but they needed a cornerback who can start early and Taylor Britt definitely has a chance to do that. Yeah, definitely. That, that, and that was going to be one of my questions for you was, do you, do you envision Eli Apple being the, the starting corner or do you think Cam Taylor has a real shot? So, so it's really, really good to hear that. I'm sorry to interrupt, down. but, but our, our, our buddy Bengal Sands here has, is wanting John to rip off the sleeves and show <laughs> two more of these, two more of these, Mike. Okay. Two more, Mike. So count them. All right, good. Tenny Derek, sorry. No, I, I was I was finished. Okay. I leave I leave my my sentences open ended so other people can finish them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like to finish each other's. Come on, Derek, finish it. Sandwiches. There you go. <laughs> Nailed it. Go for a sandwich right now. Eli Apple was I don't know, man. Like I feel like. At this point, we've probably seen the best out of Eli Apple because this is what his sixth, seventh year in the league. It probably isn't going to get better than this, but it stands to reason that he could just be the same player that he was last year, and that player was good enough. I was gonna say, we'll take it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's a real situation where Taylor Britt isn't necessarily ready, he's still a rookie cornerback, you know, trying to find his place in the league. I think ideally in their minds, he's probably good enough and they can comfortably have Eli Apple as that first cornerback off the bench. But it's a possibility that Apple's just more consistent out of the gate and it takes Taylor Britt a little bit of time to get there. And at a cornerback, it's not, it's not like a position where it's like pass rusher where you're rotating these guys in and out of the game. Like you're expecting these guys to play 90%, 95% of the snaps. So it's it's going to be Eli Apple's job until he, until he loses it. And it's not going to be like you're just easing Taylor Britt in. He's got to earn the in practice. Before we move yeah. on to the third round, a thought I've kind of had looking back at the board and just everything. I wonder if Trey McBride was an option because I was kind of looking back, you know, they said, oh, the 10 picks before us, I think one of the scouts mentioned. So yeah. I'm like looking at those picks and I'm like, I'm not seeing a lot here that, that I felt like I thought they would have taken. The only guy that stood out to me a little bit was Trey McBride. So I, think- I wonder if they were in on him maybe in that second round. I think they were in on McBride. There was just a there was just too much smoke to completely ignore that connection early, like or like um, right before the draft. But I never believed the round one stuff, but I definitely thought yeah. that if he made it to round two, like that was a definite possibility. As far as anyone else who got picked right before them, I, I guess Cam Jurgens, another Nebraska guy who also worked with Paul Alexander in the offseason. They still I guess trust him with those evaluations. So maybe maybe he was one of the guys that, that they thought. But I, I just really thought that like the cornerback class was just completely thinned out at that point, and they kind of felt desperate. That's that's just what I'm believing. Now, before we go into the third round, what what's your thoughts on like as far as the tight end goes? Because I I had said on our show before that there's kind of a Hurst curse. It seems like no matter where he goes, there's always this better tight end, or you know he has to compete and he just never really gets that shot. But what, well, I how, guess I can, much... can bring this up if you're talking Hurst and stuff too, and we're talking tight end. So we had this question from Hoss a little a little ways back that I didn't get to. Oh yeah, the... <laughs> would you trade Jesse Bates for Darren Wather? Straight up, no. Like I wouldn't straight up, but are, are the Raiders yeah. taking that? They're taking I, a safety yeah. on a franchise tag. But he it is a 30 year old tight end now. 
Well, so, yeah. So, so why are the Bengals taking that? It seems like a yeah. no, no. Like a yeah, a lose lose almost. <laughs> if I was well, for just from the Bengals' perspective, I was like, I would want like at least a third round pick with Waller if I'm getting rid yeah. of Bates this year. Because if we we just were in the Super Bowl, like I think he's a big part of our future. It, it does, and I don't think the Bengals would do it anyways because no. of Hayden Hurst. I think yeah. they want to see what he can do. Yeah, I, I think. If there is a Hurst curse, Hurst curse, it probably ends this year just for the sake of opportunity because Drew Sample's not gunning for those snaps. He's not gunning for right. those targets. He's Drew Sample at this point. So I think Hurst can maximize whatever his maximum production is in the league. And maybe that's 600 yards, five TDs, which is slightly around what he had in his one year as the starter with the Falcons. And that's about as much as you could expect any tight end in this offense who's not a Travis Kelsey or a Darren Waller, maybe because of the three receivers that you have along with Joe Mixon. So honestly, yeah. like I know tight end is not, it's definitely not their strong suit on the roster right now, but it doesn't really need to be when you have just the incredible stable receivers around Burrow. Yeah. yeah I, 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 and I even said that, you know, 700 yards and eight touchdowns is not out of the realm of possibilities. And that would be a career year for Hurst. And I just, in my eyes, that's really all we need from the tight end position, but yeah. Yeah, but as yeah. long as our big three receivers stay healthy, like, you know, what you get from the tight end is really a little extra bonus. And I still think a guy like Chris Evans, you know, if he starts mm-hmm. getting in there and getting some of those, uh, catching some passes and getting a little more production as like a third third down back, if they play him more, who knows? But that could be a guy. Let, let's go ahead and jump to the third round, though. So we drafted Zachary Carter from Florida. My original ranks, I had him as a defensive end. Because, I mean, he's kind of played both. But if you look at him as a defensive end, his relative athletic scores and everything like that is not very good. Now, you plug him in as a defensive tackle, you're like, okay, this is a lot better. And his production with eight and a half sacks, and you see what he does when when he has slid inside and played. I, I'm really excited about that pick. And I don't know that there was really – I mean, I, I want to win free in the moment, but it's like I think he is similar to him, and he's done a little more – you know, overall with the run game and stuff that Winfrey never did at Oklahoma. Yeah, we didn't. We never saw a Winfrey test because of an injury. And if had he mm-hmm. had he tested, I think he would have tested a little bit better than Carter compared to his size. I think I think it was Mike Potts who said that Carter was probably around two ninety, maybe closer to three hundred in Florida, and then he tested a two eighty two to you know better his testing numbers and whatnot. And he still didn't really test like a great athlete, so. He's not he's not winning off the edge in the NFL, basically, with that lack of explosion and speed. He's going to do most of his damage inside, and I, I would imagine the Bengals will bulk him back up to the 290 range so he can just be a full-time three technique, but you have the length and the experience to play in over the tackle so you can fit in the, into the rotation at the five technique spot. And that seemed to be the type of player that they were targeting at defensive tackle, but unfortunately, it just was not a very good defensive tackle class and that did not align with their dire need at that position behind bj hill so i think carter is is in the same realm and the same tier of the available defensive tackles that were there but he at least has production against quality competition behind him so i don't think it's a terrible third round pick but it definitely isn't going to like wow you in the moment i guess yeah hey real quick um we got to talk about this rally around the natty talking about drinking rum and kool-aid i we gotta we gotta ask is there any water is it just the kool-aid packet the sugar and then just straight oh. rum like what uh, are we doing with that that's I hope there's some water in there jesus yeah. <laughs> are we going hard or what i mean rum and kool-aid does this not sound 
Now I did see. Um, I saw today somebody. Have you ever t- seen the uh, where they take the gummy bears and they pour the alcohol in them and yes. let them absorb it? That sounds like a good time. Yeah, there's at least preparation with that. I, I would imagine like it. Okay, so he did clarify it was water, but if there wasn't water, okay. is he like pouring the packets in his mouth and taking the <laughs> rum and making? And, yeah. And is he mixing in the hot sauce? Because every time he comes on our show, he takes <laughs> shots of hot sauce. It's like his 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 go-to. thing. Yeah. yeah, it's quite phenomenal, really. It's amazing. <laughs> um, Derek, you got anything on Carter, or you want to move on to fourth round? No, we can. I mean, seems like a fun guy. I mean, that's really all I got. <laughs> He's got good vibes, you know. That's so, yeah. that's so important. Yeah. A lot of these guys exactly. bust, but their vibes are off. <laughs> he yeah. seems like a fun guy. Yeah, he's a wild and crazy guy. <laughs> oh, no, no. There's valid to this. Like, Taylor Britt, his, his vibes are really good. Like, he just seems like a yeah. really nice – not a nice guy, but, I mean, he could be nice, but a guy whose, like, mind is right. And I feel like those are the guys that maximize their potential. They take the coaching good. And I think that's what we can say about this fourth-round pick, too. Yeah. yeah. yeah good, advice, Volson, good advice only, guys. Cordell Volson, fourth-round pick, North Dakota State. Um, played mostly right tackle there. Um, an older prospect – he had um, took advantage of the extra year. I'd actually scouted him a little bit the year before. He was always listed as like six foot seven, which I think he still measured in at over six six. Mm-hmm. That's one of my bigger concerns because I mean we had Michael Jordan who was a six foot six guy from Ohio State trying to play guard, and it didn't work out. And moving a guy from tackle to guard is my biggest concern. But if he's a a glass or ass eater or whatever kind of, <laughs> you know, maniac that uh, Frank Pollock likes. Got, with he shit got that shit in his throat. Yeah, whatever <laughs> is going on lately with these crazy phrases. Um, uh, maybe he'll work out a left guard. What's your thoughts, John? Yeah, I think they got to take the mic away from Pollock at this point before he does say, <laughs> no, like, nasty. Leave it. Leave it. I'm saying leave it because I'm we're, starting we're to get like Rex Ryan uh, foot fetish vibes, but with like <laughs> shit. He's like, we're going to hear, hear like an Odell Beckham story that he likes to get shit on or something. I need to ask Emily Parker if she's down with, with keeping the mic in front of Pollock. But I, I yeah, think, I think Volson exactly. does like, he's like the antithesis of what. Uh, Jackson Carmen was last year and just the guy who I think is going to come in and take the coaching you know he, he brings his lunch pail first and last out he's white mm-hmm. um no I, th- I think he's I think he's solid though and I think yeah. there is a valid point with the leverage and him being 6-6 playing inside I, I think with him though I think his anchor is a lot better than some, some of the past guys who didn't work out at, at that height so I think he's got more more pop to his game. He didn't really test that well, but there was, I think, some inconsistencies between his combine numbers and those pro day numbers. So I think on tape, he's a little bit more athletic than what his initial testing numbers were, which is important if you're going to be in, into his own blocking scheme. So I think he's just, I think he's fine. Again, we didn't really know a lot about him just because he was at North Dakota State. Like you said, he was a six year guy. He's 24 years old, just pounding on these FCS dudes, but, but they do a lot of pro style stuff at North Dakota State. So I don't think the learning curve is going to be that big. It's just a matter of, okay, how does his power and his and his overall strength, how does that match up against actual competent pass rushers? We're definitely going to find out, obviously. Yeah. See, here's what I want. Zach Taylor, he's friends with Sean McVay. You know, they're buddies, right? Call up Sean, say, hey, Sean, we need to borrow AD for a day. <laughs> Bring AD in, go up against him one-on-one. If you can hold AD for... Two seconds, two and a half seconds, maybe three if we're lucky. Then we're good. Just find us a guy that can hold up 
against the best of the best, and then we'll be good. So together, you're running, right? you're running everybody out there. You're running just Carmen, running you're running Bulls, and you're like whoever can do the. It's like a bull riding competition. I, but. I'll go to I'll go to the Holy Grail. We'll pull up some some bartenders. We'll pull up some some bar flies. Whoever, if you can hold up against AD for three seconds, we'll be ready to rock. That's the crazy thing about Donald, man. Like, as soon as you think he's going to hit you with a bull, he hits you with a swim, and he's, and he's yeah. like, past you. You know, he wins with power and speed. It's almost it's, like, it's uh, almost like the, the best guys are the ones who just stay in front of him and can just maybe fall a little bit slower when they're getting bull rushed back. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and and not to go back to Carter, but that D-line class, like, there's nobody even close to an Aaron Donald and right. Geno yeah. Atkins. Like, this draft just did not have hardly anything when it yeah. comes to and, guys like and, that. And you had to honestly, you had to come out this draft. I think with at least someone, some depth. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah, that that was my thought on. I mean, uh, good dude, good vibes. Sands has had a couple life. drinks, man. Sands has had a couple <laughs> drinks. He's ready to go against Aaron Donald. But there we gotta go. have the ambulance on standby. <laughs> I need to make sure that Sands cuts his grass successfully the next time before I see him line up again. <laughs> We gotta know. There's gotta be a story behind that. I, that's what I was waiting on. Well, apparently, like, I, 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 he didn't fall off. He he told the story. Now I forget. So I feel a little bad. But he like injured himself cutting the mowing, the, riding his um, uh, his lawnmower like two weeks ago. Oh God! He, was he on like a hill? Well, he no. almost choked to death on our show last. I think it was. Week. I think it was, <laughs> he, he was like checking something, and like something happened. I don't know. Oh, oh no! I've heard way too many bad stories about fine. that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to uh, Tyson <laughs> Anderson, fifth round. Sands, if you want to tell that story in the chat, we'll bring it up. We're, yeah. we're waiting on it. Um, Tyson Anderson, Toledo. Another guy I had is honestly a third or fourth round guy based on his time oh, no. and ability. Foot slipped. Pull, yeah. it, pull it out of the mud. Okay. How did See, get I was thinking. Place, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was th- See, I was thinking something – up underneath it, and I've heard way too many bad stories about that. And I was just, hey, Sands, you want to hop on? Sands, images. you want to hop on and tell this story? Because I'll send you a link, buddy. <laughs> well, these two talk but, about yeah. Anderson. I'll send Sands a link if he wants to hop on. That's our I, show. Anderson, as far as he goes, as as far as I'm concerned, I love the the thought of trading up and getting that guy because, I mean, speed, speed, speed. You talk about a guy that that played what was it nine hundred special team snaps or something like that, as being the star safety of the team. I mean, guys, guys rock solid in my opinion. Again, vibes are off the chart. It's almost like the, it's right. almost like it's too good because everyone loved him <laughs> in Toledo. Like he, like he was a, the teacher's favorite. He was a three time captain. It's almost like there's some hidden dirt w- with him yeah. that we don't know about. Maybe he was the teacher's favorite because. He was on Pornhub with one of them or something I, like that. I you mean, know? we don't know. <laughs> but he's, he's also got, I mean, my, my partner at DNH Sports, um, Hoji the Electric Smoji, one of the puppets, he says he's got a baby face. And the Bengals have a really good track record with baby faces, ergo Zach Taylor, Joe Burrows, who's got that going for him too. But really, really solid athlete though. Really fast, mm-hmm. really flexible for his size. I think that bodes well for him playing either safety spot, maybe down the road taking Trey Flowers to spot as like your a hey, matchup with this tight end. Go ahead and go um man with him. But it t- to me it's like how many safeties are you keeping at this point? Because I I think there was also the story about they had a third round grade on him or something like that. And they already drafted Dax Hill. So it's like 
we don't want to draft him here because we already took a safety. But in the fifth round, it's like, this guy is clearly like the best player available for us. Let's just go ahead and trade up eight spots for him because we don't want to miss him at this point. So now you have right. him and five other safeties that could potentially make the roster. If he's making the team, like he's going to be active because you want this guy on special teams for everything that he does. But I'm just really interested right. in how that whole dynamic is going to go out because someone is going to lose <clears> their <throat> job and he's going to be a pretty quality player. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the writing's on the table, honestly, for uh, for Brandon Wilson. Um, I, I just don't see with, with these guys that they have now how he makes the team. Maybe – Maybe because of his returnability, but it's just it's just really hard to see. So, so you know that's one guy, and then you've got the the starting two, and then the two we drafted. There's four right there, and then uh, I'm trying to think: is there one more that I'm missing? Mike Mike Thomas was signed. Mike, oh yeah, right. He became like the yeah, third we when Ricardo that. Allen was hurt. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I do think so. Hoss asked, but that's what we we're talking about. Brandon Wills. I think it's in jeopardy and. And we mm-hmm. saw Chris Evans doing a little more of the kick returns, which is what Brandon Wilson did. He's not a right. big returner. So, <laughs> right. um, yeah, he's. I mean, he's going to be in a competition for one of those last spots. And it, it all comes down to numbers and how many corners you keep, how many D-line you keep, linebackers. We're, we can go thinner on linebackers because we yeah. play two, but we're still going to have at least five on the roster. Here's some big brain stuff, though, because – when Brandon Wilson was in college, he was a running back, I think, first at Houston, and then they converted him to a defensive back. And but, are we talking Puka? Well, like with Wilson, like he's not—he barely plays defense. Even when he was healthy, he yeah. was barely out there in the rotation when guys were hurt. Like he probably, to me, has a better chance of making the team as a running back than the safety at this point. I don't think it's like the oh. worst idea. Yeah, uh, hey. I like this. Yeah. Versatility, that's key to a <laughs> lot of those late roster spots. Yeah. Um, we're going to add our, our buddy Mike here to give us the story before we go to the seventh round and Jeffrey Gunner. First, we got Mike and that's we want weird. the lawnmower story. Yeah, I the mean, people uh, want it. the people need the lawnmower story. <laughs> it's nothing too crazy. It was just the first mow of the season and it was a little wet out still. I'm on a new riding mower. We just got it. And uh, I got stuck in the mud like three times at this point because I just probably should have waited another week. But yeah. so it's stuck in the mud and I'm pulling it out. You know, always push. Don't be stupid. But it just looked like <laughs> a much shorter distance to pull. And I was like, I'll get it out real quick. And as you could tell with it being stuck, it's wet out. So mm-hmm. I've got both feet firmly planted pulling and then my one foot just slips. And for some reason they build mowers with metal that comes to a point behind it. So my foot mm. slips and my shin just slams into that. And it's one of those where immediately I just knew, Oh, I just, I just fucked. <laughs> 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 uh, and, uh, so I went to go take a few steps, just make sure I could walk. I could walk. Right. So I was like, all right, I'll live. And I made it inside to patch myself up. Nothing broken, no stitches, but yeah, just a nice, dad injury on the first mow of the season now yeah, some poor... people would say just rub some dirt on it and be a man <laughs> i went and mowed I... the rest of... i had to push mow the rest of the lawn the next there day i took the rest of the day off but you know you i was go. back out there uh I was on about sunday to say, i was and i wasn't going to say pour some dirt on it but i was going to say pour the whiskey on it clean it all out <laughs> and, you know yeah so wait mike are you saying to never pull out yeah, yeah. never pull out <laughs> uh, never pull out 
All right, for Probably. any kids watching, first off, your parents are terrible. You shouldn't be watching this. Second <laughs> off, <laughs> never pull out. There you go. Yeah, you know, rub some dirt on it. I, I went. I played uh, pickup basketball the the like two days later too. So you know, I just didn't care about the injury. Yeah. See, if, if I get hurt, I'm. I mean, you can ask my wife. I I milk the dog shit out of that thing. I mean, I'm telling you, <laughs> anything and everything I can get out of, I 100% will. It's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, you want to stay on here and give us any prospect talk or are you? Yeah, you you're on the guys I still haven't or... watched. You still I'm haven't so watched? Them? Working. Oh God! All I'm right. working on it. I just, I just uh, now I watched Zachary Carter. I'm just BSing out here. <laughs> yeah, I could BS. Yeah, Tyson Anderson. He's a safety. He's fast. Uh, he'll steal somebody's job. I don't know. There you go. That's all you got to do. There you go. Hey, rally hey. around the natty. Bengals and Brews brought to you by Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood and Plan B. <laughs> oh boy. Oh lord. We're canceled. All right. <laughs> well, well, Mike, thanks for the time, buddy. If you got any more good stories, I'll just hop, I'll send you another link. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Next... If you see something in the chat that's that interesting that I need to come on and tell it, you know, just let me know. <laughs> Sounds good. Who day, brother? Who day? Who day? Oh man. <laughs> no, be- before we. Get... <laughs> This is our show, John. It's a yeah. Of course, you do a show with puppets sometimes. So <laughs> it's a regular Saturday for me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> if anyone's like, we ain't got yeah. no sticks up our ass, but hey, maybe maybe we we do. Speak it. for yourself, Derek. <laughs> no, uh, before we before we transition to the uh, Jeffrey Gunner, <laughs> you don't even know. I don't even like, know what round he's we're done. in anymore. He's done. Oh. Jeffrey Gunner, seventh round pick, fan favorites, yeah. been all over social media. Uh, his mom followed our account. Shout out to her. He followed our account the other day. Shout out to him. Love yeah. to have him on if you get a chance, but I'm not going to slide. He's going to watch this one. He's going to Yeah, we potentially have Clark Harris coming on. If yeah. he's watching, nope, that ain't happening now. <laughs> this is the so, perfect Clark Harris show. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. But, uh, I, you know, I just wonder be, if he'll have a brew. If he'll have a brew with us. Yeah. I'm, that'd be awesome. Maybe I wonder if he drinks some of that avocado rum or, or whatever it is. Avocado tequila. You know, got to have something to keep the body right, right? No. Brandon Wilson, do you think that there's a chance that they're looking for somebody to, to do both? What the fuck are you talking? See, you do this every time. I, you talking about no, Brandon Wilson? I said before we transition. You do this every time. Listen. Listen, I said before we transition, I wanted to go back to Tyson Anderson and how we were talking about the three safeties and Brandon Wilson. Well, fine. I'm going to interrupt you, and I want to know about all these nicknames. Johnny Thunders, a.k.a. The Brain. Johnny Thunders. John The Brain. I've never heard Johnny Thunder yet. Yeah, I hadn't heard that one. That's what... Is that a... Is there a story there, John? Not that I know of. Um, <laughs> I don't oh, know that's Johnny- crypt. Is, that's that, Crypt Keeper talking. Is that, is that an actual like no, I I I know Crypt gave me the the brain nickname. Yeah. Um. I think that was just like a. I thought it was just like a play on my name though. Like I don't know what Johnny Thunders is or if that was like an actual dude. He's not. He doesn't have any porn out there. So Crypt, if you saw a guy named Johnny Thunders and he looked like <laughs> John, that wasn't him. Oh man. No, well, I don't. But think, I, just... I, I shouldn't speak for you. Maybe it was. Yeah. There you go. Well, my college friend called me Sins. For Johnny sins, but that's a different story. 
Yeah. yeah I mean, that you can go into it if you want. I don't know. I don't even know who that is. But. You can go into it if you want. I'll, I'll, I'll tell about it when you're older. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> so, Jeffrey Gunner, Derek, or do you want yeah, to you're going, you're going to ignore me. I, I just go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I just wanted to know, like, do you think that they're looking for a guy who can do punt and kick returns to kind of – that way you don't have as many guys in for one certain position? So, I don't know off the top of my head if, if Wilson has ever punt returned in his life. Um, I, I know, yeah. like, he took Darius Phillips' job as kick returner, what was it, like 2019, and then they brought mm-hmm. him back in 2020, and then, you know, it was still that role, and then he got a two-year contract. So, that's a good point though, because like they don't really have anyone explosive at at punt returner right now. And I think that was one of their goals in this Mm -hmm. draft would be like to get a receiver that has that ability. And I think Simmons, Darren Simmons and um, God, who's the assistant, whatever his assistant special teams coach name is said, yeah, this class doesn't really have any guys who are really threatening as pump returners. So we're just going to, you know, battle that out in training camp with maybe some undrafted guys and, Trent Taylor's still probably the favorite to do that. So it's just like, yeah, they didn't really add any like, like legit receivers aside from the undrafted guys to really take Trent Taylor's roster spot away. So it's, it's, they're not really at a point where like, I understand like, like in order for Brandon Wilson to make the team, like the more value that he has, the better, but it's like, it's at, it's at a point where I, I, that ship might've sailed for him to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. After being injured last year and he really, he wasn't, even when he, Played. I mean, maybe he already was slightly injured and we didn't know about it, but when he played, he didn't seem as explosive as he I was going to say, other other than his Pro Bowl year, he really hasn't shown much. I mean, he can catch the ball, which is apparently a plus for us because we had <laughs> oh, some trouble with that God. last year. But Yeah, we did. But, yeah. Um, Jeffrey Gunner, you guys want let's, – let's go into – dive into him a little bit. Already changed his profile pick, or was it – no, yeah. it was his header. It was his head. Both, it was. both now. Oh, yeah. did he? Nice. Coastal Carolina ran a four seven. I had him as as at least two rounds higher than where he went, if not three. Um, so he's had the production. He's a little older, also, but that's kind of a theme of this draft with the COVID and the extra year that everybody was able to get. Apparently, um, there's some Jets fans that are on his dick, but yeah, because of the Zach Wilson thing, <laughs> yeah. uh, he blocked Zach Wilson a little too much when they played against BYU a couple years ago. Yeah, I had a guy hating on me, and I was like, I clipped the little Eminem thing where it's like, hippity hoopla, get his ass another steroid. <laughs> yeah, but fuck that Jets fan if he's watching. Fuck you, yeah. bitch. Come get some. But anyways, John, your thoughts on Jeffrey Gunner? <laughs> Yeah, they really like Coastal Carolina. It was him and two undrafted guys, but it was him and oh, a running God. back and uh well no, yeah, it, like the 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 guys they wide receiver and running back. Yeah. But there was a there was it was last year there was another edge defender from Coastal Carolina the big oh, uh, interested in and like he was like Gunter's mentor I think too, which is weird because Gunter was with Coastal Carolina for 2 years. He transferred to NC State after trying to transfer to Syracuse, he couldn't play due to the transfer rules. Then he transferred back to Coastal Carolina and had like his best, most productive years there. So yeah, he's a little bit on the older side, but I think you hinted at it. Like he like phenomenal athlete for his size, really good closing speed around the edge. I, I think there's still work to be done in terms of stringing together moves, but I, I just look at where the edge, the, um, edge rusher room is right now. And like anything beyond the side to me should be like an open competition because I don't know about you guys, but like Cam Sample and Clid Kareem 
they don't really do much for me personally. I don't think they're that dynamic of athletes. And I think Gunter has the edge, at least in that regard, over those two guys. So uh, even if he's the sixth to last pick in the entire draft, I, I think I agree with you, Dale. Like he probably should have should have been picked in the late fifth, maybe the sixth round range. And I think it was Potts who said, like, yeah, if we had that extra six round pick, that was going to be a guy that we were going to target. And he just ended up falling all the way to here for whatever reason. So I think he's got a legit chance to make the roster and be like edge number four, just because he's a much better athlete than anyone else they have <clears throat> aside from Osai. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, the Cam Sample and Khalid Kareem, I I personally think they would project better inside. What What's your thoughts? That's what I was going to say, too, is Cam yeah. Sample, his, especially Sample, in my opinion, before John mm-hmm. gives his thoughts on it, but Sample was a guy who I think, like, if his versatility is what will keep him here because he actually, like in the senior bowl, I think it was last year, where he played a little more inside, I yep. think is what they really kind of like. Mm-hmm. And we didn't see him this year slide inside as much as I thought. So if he is going to stick around and, and be here a while, I think it'll be that inside. You know, he'll have to play a lot more inside. Yeah, I think when, when they drafted Sample, he was like, he was listed 6'3", 267. And I think the name that a lot of people went to was Wallace Gilberry, just as a guy who would rush inside on passing downs and maybe bulk some get him some of that weight up. And I think the reason why he played on the edge is because they just dealt with a bunch of injuries at, at edge. Like it wasn't just Osai, it was Clid Kareem who missed most of the year as well. So he mm-hmm. just became like the main backup edge defender. And again, he yep. just doesn't really have the speed around the corner to really threaten any offensive tackle. So now that you have probably more depth at defensive end, hopefully Osai come back, comes back healthy. You might have a better plan to move sample inside, especially now because I mean, all you added was Zach Carter behind bj hill mm-hmm. defensive tackle so you definitely need more explosion inside and maybe that's where samples athleticism is best utilized right and with carter being a rookie you know sample even could slide in and be the main guy and if they do some of their you know uh five defensive line fronts like they did last year like sample has every opportunity to go out there and earn playing time especially as one of those extra d tackles so yeah. he's gonna have that opportunity um you, you mentioned osai so i just <clears> wanted to kind of say or, or ask, how high did you have him last year coming out as a prospect? Had him as early second round, just because on paper, he was 21 years old. He was insanely productive at Texas, and he was insanely athletic. I think the only uh, downside was that he didn't—he either didn't test with, with the three-cone and short shuttle, or he just tested very average there compared to his speed and explosion. I think I think he was injured at the combine, and then he tested his pro day. But... It, like everything else was like flying colors and it was just a matter of, okay, how much, like how good is he at football right now? Because he just transitioned to like an edge defender after being a linebacker. He, you know, he started kind of late in his life playing football in general. So he was definitely raw, but like on paper, incredibly productive, incredibly upside. Like he was young. Like those guys typically pan out when they're drafted early and given opportunities. So getting him in the, in the early part of the third round. It was kind of like Dax Hill for me. Like I wasn't quite expecting it even w- w- when the pick was what was about to be made. Like I knew he was on the board, but I didn't know he was being considered. I think it was just a case of this guy. Like he just checks all these boxes. We yep. just had to bring him in. I, and, and see, I had him around the same range on my rankings and, and that's why everybody's kind of upset with the Carmen pick. And, and I was like, if you flip those, that's a great first three rounds. Like if Carmen would have went in the third, mm-hmm. high in the second, yep. I, was, I was like, I would have no problem with that. Like coming into the draft. Right. So we'll I think, I out. think we even said that, and I know you, you're going to dog me again, but when, when, uh, when Drew Sample was drafted, 
Um, God, you bring him up every episode. Every episode. It was Drew Sample. Every other motherfucking episode. Every other episode. Why in the fuck? But, <laughs> no, I think there was, you know, when, when, was it Sample and Pratt? Was Pratt the third rounder that, that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's who it was. Yeah. So I said, if, if you flipped them, they wouldn't have been as bad. Yeah. Sample was a six round fucking uh, <laughs> on my board. So. It's just always hard to do that though, because I feel like you yeah. have to uh, you have to evaluate it in real time. Like who's available there? Like is the process good or is it bad? And there's just no yeah. justifying the sample pick. I'm sorry, Dave. No. I got I got to join on the slander. No, <laughs> no. I don't. No, and, that, and no one will. Ju- and you can't even justify it, but you still bring it I up, still, knowing you bring it up hey, every time. Starting tight end for the Bengals next year, Drew Sample. Get off my lawn. I swear, if if that's like you calling the Dax Hill pick, if Drew Sample comes out, <laughs> goes off for 10 cutties, <laughs> a thousand yeah. yards receiving out of nowhere. Yeah, hey, listen, he averages 10 per catch. So I'll never hear the end of it. I'll never hear the end. He can't catch you, the fucking ball look up, though. Look up his average. His <laughs> average he don't drop is it. It's like nine and a half per, oh, God. per reception or something like that. I don't want to dog on anybody that's right. on the Bengals because he yeah, seems he like he seems like a fun guy. He seems oh, like yeah. a great Phen- guy. phenomenal human being. Yeah, he's already a yeah. leader there, and I hope that his wife's family is okay. There's, I think they're still. Yeah, there. no, there's are they still in Ukraine? Yeah, so. yeah. And then you make but prayers for talking prayers about for him. The family. You know, it pisses me off every time. I think you do it on purpose <laughs> at this point. So maybe <laughs> we're gonna have to just start start uh, getting the believer button for you or something yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to just log off there. I'll be like, text me when uh, you're done talking about Drew Sample. I'll be yeah. back. <laughs> Undrafted free agents to watch. Since we are, uh, I got two guys that I'll say. One being Ben Brown, guard center. I think he competes with Trey Hill. Second one being Kwame Lassiter, the second. I know that we signed the guy from Coastal Carolina. I can't say his name, so I'm not gonna butcher it. Um, but Lassiter is a little more of a return man with some speed. So I think mm-hmm. he might have a chance to stick. That's my two. But John, what's your thoughts on our undrafted free agents? Yeah. So didn't Lasseter's dad? He played safety in the NFL. I want to say I don't. Yeah, he was in the NFL too. I think it was a little bit before my time. But um, two, two guys that I am really intrigued. I, I think Carson Wells should have been drafted. He, he got an edge rusher. <laughs> that's Colorado. Colorado. He's like a DM linebacker. What, I, do you, yeah. what do you see his role as, John? I, I think he's an edge. Like I think being 6'3", 240, 33 inch arms, I think that's fine to be like a rotational guy off the edge. And again, there's opportunity there behind like uh, edge mm-hmm. four or five or even six if they go that deep. But again, incredibly productive at Colorado. Like 96 percentile sack market share, 95th percentile tackle for loss market share. Good enough athlete. I d- didn't really do well in terms of flexibility or explosion, but I think he ran like a four six forty at that size, but I think he had 360 career special team snaps and he can drop back in coverage as well, along with playing the edge. So I th- again, I think his profile signified him probably should have been drafted. And that's just the nature. You sign 10 of these guys, maybe you get a draftable grade on one or one or two. And Wells to me is that guy, but the guy who probably should have went undrafted just because of the, na- the nature of his career, Delonte hood. I don't know where Peru state is. I didn't even know that was a real college. That's apparently Hold on, is this a real person? Did we? No, I was like Delonte Hood. He's a this guy get drafted? Yes. Or? No, he did not get drafted. Okay. He's reportedly signed as an undrafted free agent for the Bengals, but I think he transferred from one place to then Toledo. So he played one game with Tyson Anderson, and then he transferred to Peru State, and then he tested at Nebraska's Pro Day, which I'm assuming is where the Bengals first heard about him because I don't know if Peru State film exists in the universe, but. <laughs> 
Incre- Zach Taylor's all over that Nebraska. Yeah, he's, exactly. he's, he's, he's yeah, loving the Nebraska picks. He, but where are they? The Cornhuskers? Yeah. So, yeah. very good athlete, though. 80th percentile speed, 70th percentile flexibility, 83rd percentile pass deflection market share. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I know he played at Peru State and, and he's a little bit older, but I, I think he's got a good chance to, like, at least squeaking out a practice squad spot. And honestly, behind all these other corners that they have, like, there's not a lot of. There's not a lot of depth there. I think he can make some noise if he shows out in training camp. That's been the case yeah. for some of these some of these um But who was who was the last undrafted free agent that we signed that that actually amounted to anything? To to anything like like what perfect? I was going to say perfect. Yeah, I was going to say perfect was We've had guys like we I mean, there for a while we were hitting that linebacker a lot. Oh, I can't remember the guy that's Stanley Morgan. The Stanley Morgan's probably best yeah, Well, yeah. Yeah. But, but then again, like all Stanley Morgan is, he's a wide receiver five with special teams guy. You're not expecting like yeah. these guys to be starters but to maybe carve out roles compared to other guys. Who was it? 3 or was it 3 years ago we had the one guy that started and then we realized that that was the stupidest Jamie thing. Willis. Willis, that that's who it was. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, making, they, making noise in the preseason and then finding a roster spot, seeing how far you can go—that's the expectation for these guys. Yeah, nothing more. Exactly. Um, speaking of uh, free agency and, and stuff like that, do you do you envision any more moves being made? Uh, I think there are eighty-seven guys on the roster, and that doesn't count. Um, I think that the, I think they're planning to sign a tight end who they they tried out at minicamp. So. Let's say they're 88. I, I maybe one, maybe two, but I don't think it's going to be like Larry Ogunjobi would be the biggest name that I think mm-hmm. they would sign at this point. I, I don't foresee them uh, going out and getting like a, a tight end who can compete for starting snaps and just looking at the rest of the roster. There's no, mm-hmm. no opening. Nobody, yeah. nobody like that. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't think Akeem Hicks wants to like come here because I don't think he's going to get a ton of snaps at this point. So mm-hmm. I, I think you're looking at. Like whoever the equivalent of a Nick Eubanks is would be at like defensive tackle. Like I, I think maybe, but if there's going to be a notable name, I think it's I think it's Ogajobi. But that's definitely up in the air. So I'm going to have to deal with Brandon Allen as my backup quarterback. I mean, Why does everybody hate Brandon I Allen? Who else is there? I, I don't. I don't know. I, I just. Know. I want no, us to bring honestly, here. Here's mine because we're talking undrafted free agents, and I was like, "Why don't we just give a call to Carson Strong? Like he's got a cannon. Why not bring him in the camp?" You got. I was you hoping got, we'd bring in another guy just for preseason. I think they'll have four for for preseason and yeah. stuff like that. So they'll that. they'll bring in one more guy, I think, but to compete for uh, Jake Browning. We, that's good. But we can all agree if anything happens, to Burrow, we're fucked. So yeah, yeah. always been the case. Yeah, yeah. Everyone and loves a strong arm, though. That's why they yeah. loved Olagala a couple years ago. Even yeah, though he probably isn't very smart. So, and he keeps making like <laughs> practice squads, yeah. right, and bouncing around. It's because of the bit. arm. Like, yeah. The, yeah, the arm will get you a chance, but you got. I just want to watch it in preseason. You know, <laughs> like I'll probably take my daughter to a preseason game again. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give me something to be excited about during those preseason hey, games. No, honestly, <laughs> at the Miami game, the preseason, what I was most excited about. Was Michael? Was it Michael Carter or who was the the running back for UC that played for oh. Miami? Um, I can't remember Warren, his name now. Warren. 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 Yeah, Michael Warren. That's who. That was what I was the most excited about, and he didn't even play for us. So, give, yeah, you're right. Give, give us something exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm like. I don't know. Just yeah. That's pretty bad when we're yeah. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <Moving on. laughs> well. 
Derek, you got anything else? Like God. The preseason is the, the, the games that everybody loves until they get here. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really have any other questions. I mean Um No, I I actually one of the questions I was going to I, I asked you last night on your show was the uh wide receiver four whole yeah. ordeal, but you guys you guys done done a great job answering that. But if maybe if you want to there you go, Colin Kaepernick. Hoss wants to <laughs> wants to know it's if you think we'll sign Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, he'll sell he'll sell tickets at least. Yeah, you're right. I, Whatever, just something. <laughs> Give me something to watch in preseason. I don't care. RG three. I know there were there was a lot of people talking. Dude, about he's RG3. in the media now. He's in the media now. He's yeah. a media man. All right, John. You want to plug anything before we get you out of here? I appreciate your time, man. You've been awesome. Yeah, I got nothing to plug. You guys know where I am. Uh, Cincy <laughs> Jungle, uh, Orange and Black Insider, DNH Sports. Go ahead and check us out. Yeah. Oh, hey, real quick. Before we hop off here, I did want to ask, how excited are you guys to be able to be in the locker room again? That's one. That was one question that I had for you guys. Yeah, I'm sure the the credentialed media is very excited. Come on, I, I'm don't not, act I'm like you 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 will get in there. I'm sure. <laughs> so I think I'm still tech. I'm, I mean, since Jungle is a blog, so I'm still labeled as a blogger to the eyes of the Bengals. There's nothing wrong with that. They just don't. See, you do the same is. shit as James. What are you talking about? I mean, I, I got some thoughts <laughs> on that, but I'll, I'll save that for another time. But you know, I, I'm comfortable with it. Like, I don't honestly. Yeah. I've watched one game in, in a press box before. I was not a big fan of it. I, I'm mm. fine watching the games at home, and I'm fine with James doing all the work of getting the quotes so I can post it online. So, <laughs> yeah, for me. James do the work, yeah. and I'll steal it from him. Exactly. Hey, yeah. kind of like what happened to Joe Goodberry. <laughs> and we want to talk about that one too and no comment no comment anybody all right oh no I'm, I'm not touching that one me neither i just had to bring it I'll, up. I'll touch it i'll touch it i'll touch it because paul reached out to me about it okay good because he should paul he should, did, yeah paul did not reach out to joe which is the problem and mm-hmm. I, I i respect the hell out of paul daner he puts in so oh, much work, yeah. more work than most beat writers in any other sport that i've seen and he's hilarious. He just seems like a good yeah. person. G- great yeah. dude. Great vibes. Quick, again. Paul, great vibes. Good person. Fun, fun guy. Fun guy, as Derek says. <laughs> so, so I, I don't believe that Paul just blatantly ripped off of Goodberry's work. I honestly do believe it was some form of coincidence because it was a topic that I think a lot of Bengals fans would find interesting. What happened, though, is that you know Joe saw it. He was like, hey, that looks exactly like my work. It definitely got around to the point where Paul saw it, and he saw it in his mentions and whatnot. If, mm-hmm. if, if, if it were me, if I was in that position and I posted something on CJ that was a blatant copy uh, of what someone who with 55,000 followers did, <laughs> I would at least make a statement and say, hey, there was no ill intent with this. No, nothing happened. Yeah. I would reach out to him and like clear up the right. situation. Then you could have a laugh about it. He didn't reach out at all, which I found a little bit weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and I mean, Paul seems like a good guy. And Joe, friend of the show, we love Joe. I know yeah. you and Joe before went and got to, what was that the Senior Bowl or Draft Combine? We're like roomies. See, I've been following you guys yeah. for a while with all that. Like, uh, and um, we love Joe and whatever. So, Paul, <laughs> Paul, Paul, I know you don't give a fuck about what my opinion, but reach out to Joe, man. It'll be all good after that. Just say, yeah. hey, it's a coincidence. I just wanted you to know. And Joe will be like, yeah. cool. Exactly. Have a beer and, sometime. In all honesty, with, with media, he, it's probably something he thinks will just flow under the bridge and then. Hit on about his business and but, it will and it will yeah like it will but 
whatever. It, it, yep. it, just, it just seems like it's courtesy to me. Like, that's just not yeah. right. I mean, I can only speak for myself. So, that's what yeah. Same. Same. All right. Well, I probably shouldn't have said that. We probably should cut this out, but we're live. So, <laughs> no, we we're go. not going to cut shit. We don't cut shit on this episode. That's true. We've had, we've <laughs> had Glenn, Glenn we Goodberry twerking. We've had hashtag live stream. We've yeah. Had... <laughs> did, you, did, did you hear about the live stream on the live stream? When was this? Okay, okay so cool. we had the Goodberry brothers on, and we had Cap, Bengals captain on, and then Jeff oh, Jeff someone pissed, was, right? Yeah, Jeff, Jeff yeah. Iceman, Strawberry Ice. He left his earbud in, and he's yeah. like, oh, "I'll be back." And he took a fucking piss, just right. <laughs> it was, uh, it was. Uh, you only get it here. Yeah, <laughs> that's our endorsement exactly. for our show. Yeah. You never know anybody what you'll wants get. To, anybody <laughs> wants to bring us on their channel? <laughs> no. No, that's Anthony invited us over after we had him on last week. And I'm like, Anthony, don't. Well, Jeff got in there and invited himself onto Anthony's yeah. show is how it started. And he's like, oh, you guys can come. And I was like, oh, uh, that's a mistake. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> hey, appreciate your time, John. Keep crushing it out there. Love everything you guys do. Um, Derek, you want to send us out? Say anything stupid to get us out of here? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was. No. Okay. Anyway. <laughs>